It's so awesome to see all of you guys' faces this evening. Why don't we all rise as we enter into this time of worship together? As we sing out praise to our Father and our gracious God. Amen.
bring up a well church tonight. Can we give the Lord a welcoming round of applause tonight? Thank you, Jesus. We want to welcome you tonight to tonight's week service family. Welcome, welcome, welcome those watching from our live stream. We welcome you into this service and this time together, this time of worship. Church, it says, we come alive in the river. Are you alive tonight? Do you feel the presence of the Lord here tonight already? Thank you, Lord. So tonight, church, why don't we welcome him tonight with our, with our, just our time and our worship. And this time together as we lift our, our, our voices up in gratitude as we continue to sing tonight about his love and what he has done for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time together, Lord. We, we glorify you, Lord, and we dedicate this time to you, Heavenly Father. And we welcome you in this place, Lord, and we open up our hands, Lord, and we lift up our hands to you and surrender to you tonight, Lord, and welcome your spirit in this place, Lord, and do a work in us tonight, Lord, like never before. Amen. Hey, church, continue to worship tonight. From the darkness, I called your name. Into darkness, where mercy came, you call me lifted me up how great is your love you bore my weakness you took my shame buried my burdens in fields of grace you called me out lifted me heaven you step down to earth in us and perfection you gave you life for us we are amazed and we stand in awe
that tonight, church? Let's pour out our love to him like he did to us. There has never been, there will never be a God like you, love so true. There has never been, there will never be a God like you, love so Oh, 
Will you just take a moment and be still in the presence of your God? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we can walk into this room. Lord, just from uh, the outside, not having spoken a word, not having sung any of these songs with my family, Lord, anybody walking into this place, Lord, can feel your presence. Thank you, Lord, that you are here. Thank you, Lord, for the promises, Lord. Indeed, when you told Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked for. Look favorably on you, and I know you by name. Thank you, Lord. Then show me your glorious presence. Let us be like that, Lord. But tonight, Lord, we say, show us your presence then, Lord. And do what we have asked you to do, Lord, as we have come in here, Lord, with burdens, Lord, and we have come to just unload and seek your face, Lord. And we sing things like, Lord, chains fall and fear bows. Jesus, you change Everything. So, Father, we declare, Lord, the majesty of your name over all of who we are, over everything we do, over every aspect of our lives. Lord, we say, Jesus, change everything. Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful time of worship, Lord. We don't want to leave it. Lord, thank you, Lord, for uh, just being able to be in your presence with our brothers and our sisters here at New Beginnings. As we breathe in, Lord, this sigh of relief, Lord, that we call your Holy Spirit. Lord, that you would infill us, Lord, with your peace, Lord, your abounding peace, Lord, and your abounding presence, Heavenly Father. Thank you for worship. Thank you for this time with you, Lord, in this time with our brothers and sisters, Lord, as we declare the truth that when we proclaim the name of Jesus, that, Lord, chains fall, fear bows, Jesus, you change everything, Lord. Lives healed, hope is found, Jesus, you change everything. And that's why we're here, Lord. That's why we're here tonight, Lord. 
Jesus, you change everything. Lord, for those needing those chains to fall, we're here tonight, Lord. For those needing lives changed, Lord, we're here tonight. Lord, for those that need transformation, Lord, we're here tonight. Those that are here for celebration, we're here tonight, Heavenly Father. Those that are here to unload and unpack, Lord, and just cry this sigh, Lord, we're here tonight for that, Lord. Because you change everything. You change it all, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we can come to you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can somebody just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give him thanks tonight, church. Give him your thanks tonight. In Christ's name we pray. Church, you may take your seats tonight. Amen. Hey, you know what? While you're at it, why don't you go ahead and stand up again and get your squats in up. And why don't you greet one another? How about you do that? All right, my family. As my uncle would say, and he's from the deep South Valley, Ta buena la plática, but I got a Goya. Anybody understand that? All right, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Hey, guys, my name is Pastor Michael Romero. I am your worship pastor here at New Beginnings. It is great to be back. I was on uh, a small little assignment uh, posted to me. My wife gave me a very important assignment. And she said, we have to go on vacation. It's been a very, very long time. And so we were on vacation and we went to Disneyland. Well-deserved. Wouldn't you say well-deserved? And uh, I don't know. When you pull a 17-hour shift at Disneyland, I don't know if that's a vacation. But, hey, it was a good time. Happy wife, happy life. Life, that's what they say. Hey, church, we want to catch you up, not on my personal life, but on a lot of things going on here at New Beginnings. Church, if you have not caught up on what's going on, I really want to catch you up, my family. So here are a couple things going on. First, I want to talk to you guys about our heart. Now, you guys understand the heart in New Beginnings, and we want you guys to continue to grow in any way we can help you to do that. And our next semester, okay, our fall semester for uh, adult education is going to be starting up shortly soon. And so we want you to know that Sunday, September 20th, that's this Sunday, we're going to have a canopy out in the, in the mall. And we want you guys to sign up. And I want you guys to really dig in and look at where do I want to grow? Where do I want to lean into? Where do I want to continue to go? Is it maybe in discipleship? Do I want to look further into discipleship? Do I want to maybe dig a little bit deeper into theology? We have some of that. Do I want to... Pastor Richard is actually going to be giving a class in, at the Mansfield Professional School of, Stu- School of Professional Studies. rather. And on prayer, do you want to do that? Do you want to extend your prayer life? Do you want to strengthen your prayer life? Hey, look into that, and we want to really strengthen. Young adult, where are my young adults at? 1825? 1825, where are you at? 1825, hey, young adults, we're starting young adults. We are starting our young adults ministry, so I want you guys to look into that. So this Sunday, 
is going to be our, our, our time where we can look into our adult education courses and be able to sign up for those classes. I think that's a great idea. Too many of us who were not 18 to 25 kind of lifted our hands there, but that's because we're young at heart and we want to continue to learn. Amen? Yeah. Um, and you can sign up for joy. I, <laughs> ouch! That hurt. But listen, let me tell you... <laughs> I don't think I'm going to stand up here. I like the other guy that was here with me last time. He didn't quite cut me down, call me old, but all right. Um, let's talk about something that's really important that doesn't matter what age you are. It matters where your heart is, and that's baptism. Amen? Um, baptism is the outward expression of you giving your life to Jesus Christ. It is the point where you turn from your sins and say, Lord, I know that I may have some mistakes that come in the future, but from this point forward, I dedicate my life to you. I receive your grace, your honor, your love, and I want to live my life for Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we should all be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remissions of sin. So I encourage all of you um, to, if you're not already baptized, to seriously consider it. Baptism is next Sunday as well on the 25th after the second service. You do need to register online in advance so we know how many people will be baptized. But I hope you would consider it a very important part of your walk with Jesus Christ. Please consider that, my family. If you have not done that yet, please consider baptism. And uh, on that day as well, immediately following baptism... Um, we have an awesome time together. I, I, I consider it an amazing time because as, as one of your pastors on staff, we get to really get to know you as well as you guys actually get to know us a little bit better as well. And we have a little social gathering called Meet the Pastors. And it happens in room 106 right across here in our conference room. And in room 106, that day on the 25th, that's this Sunday, this coming Sunday, and immediately following baptism, so that happens right around 1230, we're going to be out there, and we're just going to have some hors d'oeuvres, and you guys get to just find out just a brief history on A, our, our ministry, and then you guys get to know us a little bit more on a, a little bit more of a personal level. Hey, I wonder what Pastor Mike does um, besides... Call me old from the pulpit. Besides pick on Roxy, and you guys think this is bad. You guys got to go back there. God bless him. God bless him. Besides, besides being up on stage, besides being up and leading us in worship, besides all, what does Pastor, my, Pastor Richard, what are his hobbies? You guys get to know us on a deeper, more, more personal level. So you guys get to know us a little bit more, how we came into the ministry, where, what, where we came from. And so you guys really get to know us just a little bit more, kind of like a, an insider's look. At not only us, but the ministry, the building, the ministry, kind of where we're coming from. And guess what? Where we're going and where we want to be. And so we invite you to be a part of that. And, and guess it's not just for you that are here for the very, very first time either. It's for, I've, we've had people that have been part of this ministry for over 30 years and they go, I never knew that you did all of that. I thought you just worked on Sundays and Wednesdays, <laughs> Pastor Richard. <laughs> you know? And uh, no, we do a lot more than, than what we, you guys see us do when you guys come into service. There's a lot that we do. And we want to not just tell you about it, but we're excited to tell you about it because of what the Lord is doing through this ministry. So if you have not signed up for that, we, we, we don't really have to sign up for that, but we would really appreciate it if you would, uh, because we, we do serve some, some, just some appetite, some finger foods. And so we want to prepare accordingly. So if you guys could sign up for that, that would be awesome. Uh, that's this Sunday, this coming Sunday 
at 1230 across the way in room 106. And again, it's not just for you that are just first timers or just been here for a month or two months. It's those who just want to say, I want to, I want to dig in deeper just a little bit more, just a little bit more into that. Speaking of meeting the pastors, I don't think you guys realize what an amazing pastoral staff you have. I encourage you to meet them, but I also encourage you to join us in celebrating Pastor Richard and Cindy Mansfield's lifetime of being. Amen. That's right. That's going to be a phenomenal night. It's going to be, I know we've spoken about it plenty of times. That, that night's going to be an awesome night. We've spoken about it, but I want to dig in deeper. Just to, just take a quick a few more seconds. I know I've spoken a little bit about what's going to happen there. Remember, it's, it's not just the night where you're going to get to sit down and just kind of watch kind of what's going to happen. We have professional entertainment. We're going to have mariachis that night. We're going to have a jazz band that night. We're going to have a professional comedian that night. We're going to have, uh, we're going to have, uh, I, I call that guy cowboy. That's my dad. Miguelito Romero Los Alegres del Jordán are going to pay tribute to the early years of Southside Church of God where we used to sing coritos, all in the key of G. And Pastor Richard used to play bass, and Pastor Cindy used to play drums, and David Gonzalez was on guitar, and Pastor uh, Brother David Kranz was on guitar, and Sister Amelia Torres was on piano, and... Just some, some saints that have gone ahead of us and some that are still here with us. But church, we invite you to be a part of it. There's, there's, a, pre-dinner, there's a pre-dinner reception we want to invite you to where you can enjoy the jazz band and some mariachi entertainment in, in, the, in the room as well as in the lobby. And then, of course, the, the, the whole celebration will begin at 7 p.m. inside the main room. And we want you to be a part of that. And you can purchase your ticket. You can get your ticket right away uh, via our app as well as online. But church, we want to thank you so much for all of that. And I want to remind you of one more thing, church, that really hit me hard this week. Uh, is the participation that you and I have in what we do on a daily basis here at New Beginnings. And I know we talk about our tithe all the time. But one thing that hit me really, really hard this last week that somebody reminded me really hard of is that the church is not a philanthropic, philanthropic entity. It's our stewardship church. And so that hit me really hard, and I wanted to share that with you, church, because for you and I, it's not like we're, we're giving to an animal shelter and saying, well, here's the extra quarters that are in my pocket. It's yours and I stewardship. It's what you and I are supposed to do, not for new beginning's sake. It's not for my sake. It's not for pastor's sake. It's not for Pastor Cindy's or any one of us on staff's sake. Uh, it's for the kingdom's sake. It's for the work that we do outside of the work of this building that you and I work tirelessly for. So can we celebrate what you and I are doing through that? And if you're not participating in that and you want to continue or you want to begin to do that, you can do that via our digital efforts with with our app, uh, online, uh, or texting, or you can do that at one of our giving boxes at at the entryways here in the sanctuary. Okay, church? And we want to thank you so much for all of that and so much more going on. I wish I could talk about everything that I was supposed to say tonight. But church, I really cannot uh, because there's a lot going on and I wish I could talk about it. But church, continue to stay connected via our social media platforms and of course, always NBCABQ.com in our events tab and also our app. And with that, church, I turn over the pulpit to our senior pastor. Can we welcome Pastor Richard to the pulpit? Thank you, Pastor Michael. Thank you, Roxy. 
Church, God is really an amazing, amazing God who loves us overwhelmingly. And he wants us to grow in the Lord, and he wants us to get closer and closer to him. So uh, at this time, I'm going to release the youth because they have a time in the word. And would you say happy birthday to Chris Camarasa? He's one of our youth leaders. Chris, we love you. When someone gets saved and they give their life to Jesus, we strongly, strongly advise them to get into a discipleship class. Because in discipleship, you really start learning about what God is really all about and how to connect with him, how to live your life out with him. And we have two different levels. We have a beginning discipleship class where you learn the principles and fundamentals of how to stay connected to God. And then we have an advanced class, and that's to now that you know what to do, it's to get plugged into church and do it. So I want to call our teachers up. First, we're going to start with Marcela Manker. She is our beginning discipleship teacher. And when she calls your name, could you make sure you come up to the platform, stay up towards the front, and please make your way up here, and, uh, and then we're going to uh, pray over all of you. So thank you very much. Thank you, Pastor Richard. Um, my class, I tried to make it a little less awkward for you guys. If you guys want to come and we'll stand together. <laughs> and then I'll pass out your certificates. <clears throat> And can you get us some brighter lights up on stage so everyone can see everybody? Thank you. Okay. All right, I think that's everybody. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to stay a f- say a few words, but no one's more awkward up here than me, so you guys will be good together, okay? <laughs> just spread out, though, so maybe some people want to take some pictures. Um, so, church, in the book of 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a worker who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. And so that's what we do in discipleship. Um, A disciple is a student capable of handling the treasure that is the word of truth. And then um, it's a generational thing. Then that student gets to decide um, who's the next student who is capable of handling the treasure that is the word of truth. And it gets passed down. So um, I wanted to see if, if John Pricer is here, if you could stand up. If David Gonzalez is here, if you could stand up. Um, Pastor Cindy, would you stand up for me, please? Chris and Sonia, if you're here, would you stand up? (laughs) Sonia's in the back. Pastor Cindy's over here. I don't see John. Um, And we know our Pastor Richard. So I always tell you guys a little bit about the students. But tonight I just wanted to share a little bit about myself. When I came to Christ... I was super broken, super shattered. I had watched my oldest son's biological father be murdered in front of me, and it was one of the most traumatic things I could have ever went through. Um, I used to literally see my clothes in my closet moving at night. 
But these people, the people I have named, they saw something in me, this treasure, this capability that I couldn't see in myself because I was so broken. I was like, I assure you, you don't want me. And they said, no, we want you. We choose you because we see something in you that God has done in your life, that God is going to do in your life, that you're going to be capable of handling this word of truth and passing it down to somebody trusted to handle the word of truth. Oh, forgive me. Vivian and Anthony, are you here as well? Griego? If they are, I would like you guys to stand up too. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So the, the really neat thing is, is that now, because some of these people have seen this treasure in me that I didn't know that I had, and I, I've studied myself approved, I'm able to dis- gosh, that's a big crowd. <laughs> I'm able to dis- discern, decide who of these students is capable of handling that word of truth to pass it down generationally. If each one of these people could even just get one to pass it down to and then one to pass it down to, imagine how many people were spreading the gospel of truth to church. You guys are welcome to sit down. Thank you guys for um, pouring into my life and being um, just an essential part of my, my walk with Christ. So, um, Really quickly, I wanted to mention this also. So um, this has been one of the topics of conversation between um, some of the students and um, Chris and Sonia and under his construction and myself. Our discipleship program is two semesters long, as Pastor Richard has said, um, because what we're doing is building a foundation of our relationship with Jesus Christ. So then we get to decide what to do with that. Each one of us gets to decide what we do with what we learn. And do we want to continue being a student? Because a disciple is always and first a student, someone always willing to let the Lord um, pour into them to be in the word and to have somebody else that's been doing it for a little longer who knows a little bit more about him and the church of God, um, to have somebody to pour into them, to explain to them how we do things as a body of Christ, united in mind. And um, <clears throat> so that's, that's our program within the church, right? And then under his construction, I include myself in this because I come from a hard knock life. It's a year-long discipleship program, you know, because we're trying to really instill some important things, some biblical truths into our students to help them be capable of handling a treasure that is God's word. So then after that, we get to decide, church, what do we want to do with that word of truth? It doesn't stop there. We get to decide after that. It is just a foundation where we know that we're standing on solid ground. <clears throat> so, um, that all being said, I'm going to just present my students their certificates, and if you guys will stand up here. Um, Leslie, Izzy, Toth. Sorry. <laughs> Melissa Tapia. Justin Rosner. You're welcome. Josephine Rivera. Angie Yotter Nunez. You're welcome. Leah Lucero. Anita Lucero. Bernie Gonzalez. Yeah. 
Um, Maria Esquivel. Desiree Elliott. Cassandra Cayadito. You're welcome. Jessica Day. She promised that I wouldn't make her say anything on stage. <laughs> um, Leland Begay. <laughs> Lorianne Barraza. <laughs> Ooh, and last but not least, Teresa Archuleta. One, one last thing about all of these students and about discipleship. It is really, truly about building relationships. So I can honestly and truly personally say that I have a personal relationship with every single one of these people, every single one, so that we can stay connected as the body of Christ. It's very important. They don't just come and read a curriculum. We literally do life together. If you've wondered over the last several months where all the food has been coming from, it's been our potluck because... <laughs> Because we do life together, you guys. And it has been a wonderful experience. And um, I want to share very quickly some of the things that have come out of this. Um, well, we have three of us who are expecting babies. So be leery of taking discipleship with us. <laughs> Miss Lorianne and Miss Leah and myself. And then Leland has said that it's been something very consistent in his life that he was able to, to really um, build some structure in his life to carry out the other tasks. And Miss Teresa Archuleta, she actually was <laughs> um, offered a position to be the house manager of Under His Construction <laughs> for the ladies' home. And Miss Desiree here has had a big heart for the youth, so she's been helping David with our youth. We better really pray for her. <laughs> Pastor, you want to come pray with us? You know, to some people, all this is is a certificate. But to you guys, it's a dedication. You dedicated yourself to study the Word of God, to learn the Word of God, and now to share the Word of God. <laughs> Heavenly Father... Thank you, Lord, for these men and women that have dedicated themselves to your word and that have trusted Marcela in the weeks that they studied your word together. Father, we pray that, Lord, this certificate will be a milestone, that they'll be able to look at it and say, man, the spring of 2022, I really grew in the Lord. And then I was launched into another level of leadership. I pray blessing over every one of these men and women. I pray that their walk with you would just get stronger and stronger to the glory of your name. I pray in Jesus Christ's name and everyone that agrees, say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you all. Thank you so much. Bless you. From this class, they go to advanced discipleship where they really learn about their spiritual gifting and they learn about their gifts and their talent and how to use them for the kingdom of God. 
David Gonzalez has been teaching this class now for 39 years. And we thank God for his dedication. Brother David, would you come up and present your graduates? Thank you. So first of all, I'd like to say um, this is an amazing night for those first people uh, completing the beginner's discipleship. But it's just a beginning. God's got so much for you to do, every one of us. So if I'd like to call up uh, real quickly, Stephen Barraza. Stephen, are you here? God bless you, my brother. Julian Bustamante. Come on up, my brother. Nanette Bustamante. Bill Coffer. Art Posey. Kayla Sandoval. God bless you, hermanita. Michaela, I wish Michaela was here. Michaela was our youngest student that I've ever had. And she did, she was faithful in beginner's discipleship and she was faithful in advanced discipleship. And she's just a young girl, so I was very proud and happy to have her. Tressa, where's Tressa? Tressa Vigil. Come on, Tressa. Lawrence Yazi. Guys, this is an amazing time because now, after they finish this advanced discipleship program, now they're able to uh, walk up to Pastor, Sister, uh, Pastor Richard and Sister Cindy and say, you know what, I'm ready to serve in this church. Not that you can't serve without it, but now God wants to use them in a special way and do, an ama- do amazing things. And actually, Daryl, I didn't, where's Daryl? Daryl, come up here. I'm sorry. Where's your certificate? Daryl, I've got your certificate, brother. I'm sorry I missed you. But anyhow, listen, guys. This church stands on Christ and Christ alone. But God uses every one of us to do. He wants us to be his hands and his feet. And and he wants to use you, guys. This church is, is without you. It's not the church. So God wants to use you. Join, guys. There's going to be classes available in so many different areas for you to have resources to grow in your walk with the Lord. The Almighty God wants to do amazing things through your life. If you're tired of just the status quo and it says you've walked with the Lord for a long time and you've never stepped out, now's your time. God wants to do amazing things. God's going to do amazing things to these people. He already is and He's going to continue to do so. But this is what the Scripture says. The Apostle Paul exhorted or encouraged Timothy and he said this, Take the teachings that you have heard and proclaim them in the presence of many witnesses and entrust them to reliable people who will also be able to teach others. 
and we share what God has given to us. And I've said this a million times and I'll say it again. You can count how many seeds are in an apple. You can break it open and say, well, there's 20 seeds in there. But you can never count how many apples are in that one seed. If you plant one seed, you're not going to get one apple. You're going to get an apple tree. And these people are starting to plant seeds that are going to go on for eternity and change the heritage and legacy of many lives. And God wants to do that with you as well. So join the classes, guys. We want to pray with them. Brother Richard, come and pray with us. Uh, so we are thankful for what's going on because a lot of these are already involved in ministry so father what a tremendous joy to uh, accomplish a year of studying between beginning and advanced discipleship these young men and women have dedicated themselves and said I really want to get deeper in his word and I really want to find out my gifting and I want to know where I fit and where I could work. Father, some have risen to leadership in their workplace. Some have risen, Father God, to leadership in this church and others in some ministries that are serving our city that we partner with. Father, I thank you for these men and women that have trusted David Gonzalez for this past six months. And Lord, they dedicated themselves to your word and now they're saying, here I am, Lord, send me. Let me plant seeds so that I can bring a harvest to the glory of God. Anoint them, bless them, use them. We pray in the mighty, glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and God's people shout out, amen. God bless all of you. Blessings to you. We used up a little more time than what I had anticipated. So psychologists say that our, we can hear 800 words a minute. So I'm going to speak 800 words a minute. <laughs> so about 9 o'clock tonight, you're going to go, oh, amen, that's what he said. So, so strap on because we're going to go fast, but here we go. Because I want to talk about, I've been doing this series called In Quest of Happiness. People are looking for happiness. They're wanting to be fulfilled. And they're looking all the time in the wrong places. And we don't know how to control our reactions. And when you don't know how to control your reactions, you get yourself in a lot of trouble. So I want to talk about living under control, living under God's control. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, it says, God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. Father, help us to understand how you bless the meek, that we can understand meekness tonight. I pray in Christ's name, amen. Let me clarify something about meekness. Meekness is not weakness. People think that meekness, meekness is power under control, strength under control. But people mock meekness. They say he's as meek as a mouse. 
You see, meekness is nothing to be ashamed of. When someone is meek, they are showing that they know how to control themselves under the power of the Holy Spirit. They know how to really be able to control themselves and to be held under this power that sometimes we need desperately because sometimes you feel like telling someone off or doing something that you'll regret later. Thank God no one here has ever opened their mouths and said something dumb before, but I've heard of people that do that. (laughs) Exactly. Man, it's a mess. You've got to learn how to be that power under control, that meek person. Look, there's this guy that was having lunch at a at a truck stop he was a trucker and he's having lunch and he was eating his spaghetti and meatballs and all of a sudden a bunch of motorcyclists come in there and these big old biker dudes come in there and this big old biker came and he got the spaghetti plate and he just dumped it over this guy's head and then he got his drink and he poured it in his lap and then he got the pie for dessert and he smashed it in his face and then the man got up, he paid his bill, and he left, and the biker goes, ha, 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 you see that? Not much of a man, is he? And the waitress goes, well, he's not much of a driver either. He just ro- ro- uh, ran over 12 motorcycles outside. <laughs> you see, sometimes... We don't know how to maintain. We don't know how to keep this power under control. So that's what I want to talk about today. And the very first thing I want to say is when someone serves you, be understanding and not demanding. Be understanding, not demanding. Let me tell you something. It's really important Like when you go to a restaurant, treat them nice. Have you noticed that almost every single fast food and restaurant place in this city says help wanted. They don't have enough people working there. Sometimes I notice that one waitress or one waiter, he will be serving on 10 to 12 tables. If you've never waited tables, that can be really demanding, especially when some people can be real jerks. Thank God that no one in here has ever been a jerk at a restaurant, but I've heard about them. Man, it's like treat them with kindness, treat them nice. How do you treat waitresses and waiters? How do you treat secretaries? How do you treat clerks? How do you treat the tellers at the bank? How do you treat the fast food operators? Are you understanding or demanding? Are you there saying, hurry up, what's wrong with you people, you a bunch of idiots? Man, have you ever gone to the self-service at a, at a supermarket? And you're there at Walmart trying to do the self-service and, ooh, and you hold it this way and then you hold it that way and you, oh my gosh, and it doesn't ring it up and you're there over and over and over and over. Now you know how they feel. So be demanding on yourself. Say, what's wrong with you, you idiot? Don't you know how to do that? I'm trying the best I can. Well, hurry it up. Get it. I mean, see, we don't do that to ourselves. But we do that with people. In the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, it says, don't look out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. So make sure you're not demanding, but understanding. Another thing we need to do is, when someone disappoints you, be gentle, not judgmental. You never know what people are going through. Haven't you ever had a bad day? Haven't you ever got up and like everything goes wrong? You get up and your alarm clock went off late. 
Or it might have gone off on time and you didn't hear it, but you finally heard the fourth time around and you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta get to work. And then you go outside and your car is, oh, you're like, oh, please, God, please, please. And you pump it, pump it, pump it. Yeah, finally it started. Thank you, Lord. And then you get every red light. And you're like, oh, my goodness gracious, God, please. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know that they had to take their kid to school and their kid had gotten in trouble and the teacher called them in and now you're running late as it was and now you're even running later. You don't know what people are going through. So instead of being judgmental, be understanding. Be gentle with them. Help them through it. Give them a hug. Say, hey, it's okay. Look, take a deep breath. No, really, take a deep breath. I was at a store the other day and man... This customer before him had been really rude and mean. And and when I finally got up there, I go, you handled that beautifully. And the lady looked at me like, are you an idiot or what? Didn't you see how they treated me? And I go, I'm really proud of you. You didn't go off on them. And she went, looked at me like, wow, you're not making fun of me. And I go, take a deep breath. And I go, no, I really mean it. I'm the next customer. Take my time. This is my time. Take a deep breath. And she took a real deep breath. I go, real deep. And I let it out slow. And I did it with her. I went, let it out. I go, now say hello. She goes, hello. And I go, hi, how are you? (laughs) And then she laughed. (laughs) And then it was okay. I could have said, oh, that's ridiculous. Hurry it up, man. Get over it. The customer's always right. Get out of here. It's like, what's wrong with us? We need to be loving and caring and gentle and accepting. In the book of Romans, chapter 14, verse 1, it says, accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. Help them through it. Don't say, my gosh, are you that dumb? Don't do that. They just might be that dumb. So you're helping them come along. Don't you remember when you first became a Christian? I didn't know a lot of stuff. I didn't know what a verse was. I really didn't. I used to go to church all the time, but we had a little missalette, and they used to read out of it, and I didn't know what a verse was. And all of a sudden, we went to this church. I always thought it was like... Colossians versus the Ephesians. No, I really, I sincerely mean that. Like the Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington Redskins. Well, they don't exist anymore. The Washington, whatever they are. I really thought they were taking Colossians and Ephesians and comparing it. I didn't understand. And I'll never forget, we got saved and we went to this friend's church and, and, and they go, open your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 8. And they had a pew Bible, so I got a Bible from the pew. And, and, and it, Felix, my, the guy who led me to the Lord, goes, you want me to help you? And I go, no, I got it. And I, I looked at the table of contents and said, Romans, page 1,000. I'm turning back there. And it says, the epistle of Paul to the Romans. And it said, chapter 1. I go, oh, cool, it's got chapters. I've never read the Bible. And so I'm like, Chapter 8. So now he's already reading, and I go, Felix, 
what? What's he versing it against? And he says, what? And I go, what's he versing it against? And he goes, I don't understand. And I go, Romans versus what? And he goes, verses 28 through 39. And I was like, wow, wow. I'm not kidding. I wanted to stand up and go, do you all know what a verse is? Wow, it's like a poem. Wow. I was tripping out, man, because I was that dumb. And then I felt like, I really, really felt like jumping up going, does everyone know what a verse is? And then in my head, I'm having a conversation with myself. And I'm going, of course they know what a verse is, you stupid idiot. You're the only one in here that doesn't know what a verse is. <laughs> Ephesians versus the Colossians. Romans versus what? Oh, my gosh. I don't know what they preached on that day, except I learned what a verse was. <laughs> Be gentle, not judgmental. Help them through, carry them through, minister to them, share with them. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overtaken by sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. So it's saying, if you see someone go down, man, you need to ask yourself, if you see a believer that once was real strong and walking real strong with the Lord, and all of a sudden they backslide, do you kind of go, <laughs> you thought you were all bad. Look at you now. Because if you do that, shame on you. Because you have a judgmental spirit and you've got a bad, haughty attitude. Instead, you should cry and go, and what happened? And go up to them and say, you know what, sis? You know what, brother? I don't know what's going on in your life, but, oh, man, I've backslid. I've been doing some blue, man. You want to do some with me? No, don't do it. Don't do it. It says, be careful not to fall into the same sin. But instead say, hey, man, come on, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Bring them back. Bring them back. Bring them back. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, okay, calm down. Man. I got it. I got it. Okay. Third thing I want to say. When someone disagrees with you, be tender without surrender. Be tender without surrender. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Sometimes people just go, oh, forget it. I surrender. I quit. I just leave me alone. I'm out of here. I'm not going to be here anymore. I'm not going to talk to you. You're not my friend anymore. <coughs> oh, we don't say that out loud. We don't go, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. But guess what? We act like a bunch of kids, don't we? I used to go to church there, but I don't go anymore because they always give the donuts with sprinkles to the first service. I only get the donuts with the little flakes on it. See how ridiculous that sounds? A few weeks ago, I think I told you guys about it. The donut person was late getting the donuts here. So first service didn't get donuts. 
Some people waited till they got here because they said, I'm not leaving without my donut. I got court order papers that I have custody of donuts and I'm not leaving without my donut. Now, I'm being serious. They really stayed till they got a donut. And then they said, this is ridiculous. You ought to get the donuts here on time. And I'm like, orale. We're going to have a rumble in the jungle over donuts. Be tender. Be tender. Don't surrender and say, here, take your stupid donuts. And you know what? Let me shove it down your throat. You want a donut? I'll give you a donut. Don't do that. Don't do that. Instead, be tender. Say, wow. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. It says, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. So if somebody gets all, all right, yeah, just say, um, you know, whisper back, I'm really sorry you're going through that. And they go, what? I'm really sorry you're going through that. What? I'm sorry you're, because when you start whispering, or speaking softly, then they start speaking softly. And you bring them back down to reality, and they realize, man, I'm kind of amped up. Look, I'm a loud person. My son's a loud person. My daughter's a loud person. My wife can be a loud person, but she's usually not. And you get the three, my son, daughter, and me in the den of our house, and we start telling jokes, and we start talking just about life. We get so loud in there. My wife sometimes will come in here, what's wrong? What are y'all fighting about? And now we're laughing even louder. We're laughing at her. What are we laughing? We're laughing, Mom. Cindy, chill out. Come in here and join us. Oh, my gosh, you guys stress me out. You guys are so loud. And we're just having fun laughing and talking. When you are a loud person, you need to learn to be tender because we come across loud people are misunderstood. They think we're angry all the time. What are you all mad about? I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm happy. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh, my man. Dude, you're scaring me with your happiness. Be tender. In the book of James, chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there will you find disorder and evil of every kind. So when you're all selfish and you're jealous, you're going to have a mess on your hands. But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. And it is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing. It's willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Second Timothy chapter four, um, chapter two, rather, verse 24 and 25 says, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient and with difficult people. Andale. We're supposed to be patient with difficult people. 
No wonder the Lord put so many difficult people in front of me <laughs> to learn patience. There was a song back in the 80s, have patience, have patience, don't be in such a hurry. If you get impatient, you'll only start to worry. And it was for children. It was for children. But I learned it. And I was like, man, I got to learn that one. Look what it says in verse 25. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. So if someone doesn't want to hear the gospel, man, have you ever had someone cuss at you about the Bible? You want to share Jesus? Oh, you and Jesus can go. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Don't get all, you know what? You better not say that. Don't just say, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry that you feel that way. You must have been hurt in life. Someone must have hurt you. Something must be bothering you. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those persons' heart, people's heart, and they will learn the truth. Fourth thing, okay, if we're really going to learn to be meek, fourth thing, when someone corrects you, be teachable, not unreachable. Be a teachable, have a teachable spirit. Don't be all think you're all that, you know everything. Don't you just get bugged with people like that? You try to tell them something. Hey, did you hear? Of course I heard about that. I know all about that. What are you going to tell me? Ooh, excuse me. Well, if you know how to do it so well, then why are you doing it wrong? You know? I mean, you, you don't say that, but you're thinking that. It's like, I'm just trying to let you know that, that, that you can still learn. I, I try to learn something every day. And I'm willing to humble myself to learn from people a lot younger than me. I've sat as teenagers have taught, and I take notes. Because I could st- we could learn from anyone, amen? Be teachable. James chapter 1, verse 19, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen. Say, quick to listen. Slow to speak. Yeah, and slow to get angry. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> it's like, chill out. But see, we don't, we don't listen all the time. We, we, we speak up right away. Instead, we ought to chill out, just take it easy, and listen to what God is saying. And let's finish up. When someone hurts you, be an actor, not a reactor. Reactors, they react. They get crazy. They get foolish. They get dumb. They do things that they truly regret. And then they go like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. Oh, my goodness gracious. Instead, I don't mean take, be an actor and pretend. I'm saying be an actor and act. Move forward. Take action. Take control of the situation. Don't react to situations, because when you react to situations, you can react in really dumb ways. Amen? Haven't you ever reacted in a way that you went, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But now it's too late because you're in the back of the police car. You know what I'm talking about? Haven't you ever been there? Haven't you ever just hit the wall and you thought, oh, I shouldn't have done that because there's a hole in the wall now? 
or you bite the dog or kick the cat. You know, it's like, man, what's wrong with me? I need to learn how to chill out, not react. Book of Romans chapter 12, verse 17. Never pay evil for evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Don't be a meanie. Romans 12, 21. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Treat them nice. Show them love. Be loving and caring. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. Better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Man, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. I know I went fast, and I know that there was so much more that I believe God had for us, but you know what? That's okay. Because we were here at the right time for the right word, for the right moment, for this time for us. Some of you are saying, I don't know how to control myself. And the problem is you've never surrendered your control to Jesus Christ. You have never received him as your Savior and your Lord. And today, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ and you want to surrender to him, and you've never done that, raise your hand and say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Is there anyone here today? Praise God. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. Anyone else? Man, this is exciting. Yes, over here. Praise God. That's exciting. Because God has a word for you. He's saying, I'm going to carry you to another level. So today, if you raise your hand, stand up, because I want to pray over you and with you. For those of you that are standing, just say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, today I give you my life. I surrender. I give up. I'm going to lean on you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to do it the way you say. So I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. Fill me with your spirit. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, can you come up here so I can give you a high five? Come up here real quick like those of you that stood up. Because we got some material we want to give you. This is Pastor Chris, and just go where he's at, because he's got a Bible and some stuff, but oh my God, we're so happy for you, kiddo. Dad, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God, brother. This is an exciting time. Hey, but come on over here, though. I got a, I got a Bible for you. Hey, praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Look right over there. He's got a Bible and some material. What a great time. Just give it up for God. Yeah. Now look. Some of you, some of us, we've been slipping, haven't we? We've been blowing our temper. We've been judgmental. We've been harsh. We've been demanding, not understanding. We've just been doing it wrong. Today, if you are that person. And you think, God, I got to get a hold of this. 
Help me learn to have self-control. Help me to live under your control. If that's you, I invite you to come up and pray. Just say, God, I, I just want to have victory. My mouth, I say some really dumb things sometimes. I, seem, I can't seem to quit smoking. God, help me have self-control. Help me, Lord God, with my attitude. I have a horrible attitude. Help me, Lord God, to quit overeating. Help me, Lord, to quit doing things I just don't need to do. So guide me and help me. Ask God to fill you with his spirit, to fill you with his love, to fill you with his mercy. As the worship team leads us in this song, stay in a spirit of prayer, right where you are or come up here. Prayer team, please come up and pray with people. As we wait, seek your face. You come and make your throne upon our praise. Here in this place, have your way. The moment that we see you, we are changed. Show us your glory, show us your glory. And wonder and surrender, we fall down. Show us your glory, show us your glory. Let every burning heart be holy ground. Oh, holy ground. We come alive Here we're undone Overcome by heaven's love Revealed before our eyes And show us your glory And show us your glory And wonder and surrender We fall down Show us your glory, show us your glory, let every burning heart be holy ground. Show us your glory, show us your glory, and wonder and surrender we fall down. Show us your glory. Show us your glory, let every burning heart be holy ground. Lord, make us holy ground. Chains fall, be bow, he. Now, Jesus, you change everything. Lies healed, hope found here. Now, 
Jesus, you change everything, chains fall, fear, bow, here, now. Jesus, you change everything, the lies, heal, hope, found, here, now. Jesus, you change everything. Oh, oh, holy ground. And that's what we're praying, is that the Lord Jesus Christ will change everything. At the beginning of the service, I was notified that a young 40-year-old man or 41, something like that, year old man, had a spider bite from a recluse spider on his foot. They've already been able to save his foot, but it's all gutted up. And But they're afraid that the infection might have spread to his heart. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we're praying for every individual in this room. We're praying for every individual online. And we're praying for our brother that's in the hospital, God. Be with Jarson and heal his foot. Let his body react positively to the treatment. Drive out all the poison in his body. Father God, I just pray deliverance for people that seem to be addicted to anger and frustration. And that, Lord, are hurting a lot of people with their behavior. Father, where people, whether people are in this room or online, I pray that, God, they can have a major Holy Spirit connection to you and experience the power of the Holy Spirit to bring meekness, power under control into their life. Lord, set people free from the things that are destroying them and their relationships. And we thank you. And we pray in the mighty supernatural name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and God's people shout out, amen. God bless you, church. Go live it out to the glory of God.